Good morning. Welcome to the Financial Pulse Radio Show. I'm your host, Danny House, CEO of East Coast Tax and Financial Planning. We're going to continue our discussion on life insurance uh, this month. And one thing I want to hone in on in this first segment is just talking about uh, the epidemic of long-term care. Um, and I've talked about this quite a bit, uh, but it should be on the front of everybody's mind, especially if you're getting close to retirement or uh, just retired. Maybe you've been retired for a while. Uh, but statistics say that one out of every two of us is actually going to need some sort of long-term care, whether it be home health care or all the way to full-time skilled nursing facility hospital bed. And we're seeing a lot of these type of facilities pop up everywhere. We see a lot of transitional living where people will start off maybe, uh, you know, um, just uh, as uh, with no uh, health care at all, uh, just basically living in a condo, planned unit development um, with uh, the idea that uh, if uh, and when we uh, start to need help, there's on-site uh, nurses and caretakers to be able to come into the house and take care of you and then as things get progressively worse, you could go into uh, maybe light um, long-term care where uh, you're still in your own apartment and so forth, all the way to the fact that they have skilled nursing facilities on site. And the reason why there's such a big demand and these facilities are popping up everywhere is because of the fact that, of that statistic. One out of every two of us is actually going to need some sort of care like that, and it's getting more and more. And the reason why is even if we don't want to live that long, we're, uh, they're, 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 there's medicine and things that keep us alive. And so we are actually in this advancement um, period of our society where uh, people are just living longer and longer and longer. And and with that comes ailments and uh, we can't necessarily do the things that we uh, normally could for ourselves. And so that's where we stand. And just about everybody's been touched by that. You know, in our own life, uh, uh, we actually were uh, a third of the caretaker for my grandmother that had uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, so my aunt and my uncle, uh, took uh, turns and, and um, my wife and I took uh, the other third. And, and so for quite a while, she just kind of bobbed between our houses and we looked after her and uh, God bless my wife. She took care of her. And uh, yeah, but it, eventually it got to a point to where uh, we no longer could do it uh, because transferring her uh, from one room to another and things like that and bathing and all that just got to be way too much work. And so uh, and just too much for some of the family to handle. So eventually we had to uh, place her in, in a home. And uh, it was uh, very expensive. It was very long. You know, they say that the average person goes into a long-term care facility for about three years. But that's the average. In our situation, my grandmother lived almost 10 years uh, after she was diagnosed with dementia. And while for a long time we could actually have her live at home and we were blessed with wives and people were able to take care of her, uh, that's not always the case. And it's not always the case that there's people that are uh, that have enough family members or enough resources for those family members to actually be able to to be a caretaker like that. So the costs are staggering. If you look at uh, a, a you know a full time skilled nursing facility, it's north of a hundred thousand dollars a year in many cases nowadays. And Medicaid will flip the bill, but you've got to be broke first. And so 
The reason why I wanted to talk about life insurance today in that context is because many people don't realize that there are uh, more options than just, uh, you know, uh, traditional long-term care insurance. Traditional long-term care insurance is very expensive, especially if you're older than 60 years old. It's almost cost prohibitive for many people because there's really uh, very few policies, if any, out there now that have uh, cost of living adjustments or protection against premiums going up. So now we have people that come in and they look at their policies and they're like, wow, we've had this policy for 10, 15 years, but the premiums keep going up and up. But we don't know if we could justify continuing the expense. And so it becomes very uh, frustrating uh, with traditional long-term care insurance. Sometimes it's practical, but in many cases it's not. Um, so enter in a whole new kind of breed of insurance, uh, a life insurance policy with long-term care writers or what they call chronic illness writers. And these are really uh, a godsend for people that uh, are older still want to transfer the risk of the long-term care cost to an insurance company, but can't afford or can't justify the expense of uh, really ultra-expensive traditional long-term care insurance. And let's talk about what traditional long-term care insurance looks like. Traditional long-term care insurance is basically that. It insures you in the case of an event uh, that you need uh, long-term care. Some are very restrictive policies where they only provide if you are actually in a long-term care facility. Some are actually very liberal where you can even use it for home health care. Uh, you can use it for uh, just, uh, you know, adult daycare, things like that. Uh, but some are very restrictive. At the end of the day, what's really difficult for people to swallow the long-term care, the traditional long-term care insurance pill is the fact that, well, what if I don't ever use it? So what you're saying to me, I need to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars a year in premium to pay for something that my parents didn't need to use or I've never seen anybody needing to use uh, for an event that may never happen. I'm already paying for home and, uh, you know, <clears throat> my house insurance. I'm already paying for property casualty, health insurance, all these other insurances. And now you want me to pay for long-term care insurance for an event that may never happen. Albeit, it could be really expensive and people understand that and they're starting to see people in their communities, family neighbor, you know, family members, neighbors and the like that uh, may need to use it. But it's very difficult to swallow that pill, especially now that it's gotten so expensive. So in order to mitigate against that, enter in life insurance with a long-term care writer or a chronic illness writer. And what that looks like is, is, is a traditional, is a traditional life insurance policy. It's a permanent policy. Sometimes they're whole life. Sometimes they're universal life. And we'll talk about the differences in the next segment on that. But what it provides is it provides a, it's a death benefit policy that, uh, so long as you meet the premiums for the rest of your life, whenever you expire, because nobody gets out of here alive, then that policy will pay out a death benefit. But, Let's suppose that you need some sort of long-term care. Maybe it's home health care. Maybe you go into a facility. Maybe uh, you plan on going into do transitional uh, uh, lifestyle community. It will actually pay for that long-term care. So to put it in context, let's say we have a $250,000 life insurance policy, meaning that when you pass, that $250,000 goes to your heirs tax-free. 
However, if you need long-term care, and let's say you need home health care and it's costing $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year, uh, it doesn't matter how much it costs. You could actually tap that $250,000 death benefit in a number of different ways depending on how the policy is structured in order to help pay for those costs or completely pay for those costs depending on the size of your policy and how that policy is designed. So the good and the bad of that is is that, yeah, that kind of eats away at the death benefit so that doesn't go to my estate. However, it does transfer the liability of that long-term care to the insurance company still. But if you don't use the long-term care aspect of it, if you don't need any kind of long-term care help or anything like that, then that $250,000 goes to your estate tax-free and, uh, and and goes to your heirs tax-free. So it's it's one of those things where even though you're paying those premiums, you're not throwing that money away. You're not flushing it down the toilet. You're actually still investing in your estate by paying those premiums because the death benefit will still pay out. And keep in mind, long-term care insurance or this type of insurance I'm talking about, life insurance with a uh, a long-term care writer, chronic illness writer, isn't there to protect your health per se. Because like we said, if you're broke, Medicaid will still pay for it. But it's there to protect your wealth. It's there to protect your assets, your home. It's there to protect your your you know your brokerage accounts, your IRA accounts, and 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 so on and so forth. It's there to protect uh, the liquidity. If you're married, it's there to protect your spouse as far as uh, financially goes. So when we get back. We're going to talk more about this uh, hybrid long-term care uh, life insurance policy. And we're also going to talk about the differentiation of how some of these things work because it is on the forefront of so many people's minds or at least in the back of your mind wondering how we're going to take care of this if and when this would ever happen to us. I'm Danny House for the Financial Pulse. We'll be back in just a bit. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Financial Pulse radio show. I'm your host, Danny House, CEO of East Coast Tax and Financial Planning. Well, if you're just joining us this morning, we are continuing our conversation that we've had uh, throughout the month, and that is life insurance. And today we're focusing on a particular type of life insurance that uh, provides for also long-term care. And uh, we talked about the fact that long-term care is a huge epidemic uh, right now, and it's only growing. And I feel like within the next 10 to 15 years, it's going to be right there in front of our faces. Like, how are we going to solve this problem? Because let's face it, there's 10,000 baby boomers a day that are retiring. And so with this aging population comes um, a growing medical expense. And a big part of that medical expense is long-term care. You know, we're living longer. There's medical advancement. There's uh, technology and medications and so forth that are keeping us alive longer. But <clears throat> sometimes we need help. And that's where long-term care comes into play. One out of two of us, statistically say, are going to need some sort of long-term care. And, and that's just growing. And the average person needs about three years once they enter into a long-term care facility. Uh, the average person is in there for about three years. Put that into context, though. You know, you could lay me on a table, put my head in the oven, or my feet in the freezer, and that'd be an average, right? But there's one extreme or the other, right? And so uh, with my grandmother, uh, God bless my wife, helping uh, me out with uh, my responsibility, taking, you know, I took care of a third of my grandma, if you want to think about it that way. Uh, my aunt and uncle, uh, we all basically uh, traded, t- took turns. Um, and uh, my father wasn't able to do it. So we took my father's time and my, my wife was just unbelievable. Uh, but literally, 
grandma uh, would go between the three houses because she was diagnosed with dementia and eventually Alzheimer's, uh, you know, for uh, I think four years uh, that went on until finally uh, we couldn't do it anymore because it was just too too much on all the the family members. So uh, then we placed her in a home and that's where she lived for a couple more years. So a long time, way more than three years that she was taken care of, uh, that the expense was shared and so on and so forth. And we did part of that for Medicaid uh, planning, transferring assets out of estates and so forth, uh, her estate. But I say all that to say it's average of three years, but there's one extreme or another. And so how do we plan for this? How do we make sure that uh, it's not crippling on our spouse if, uh, if, you're, if you're married or other family members or just what your desire is for your estate? Because like we talked about in the last segment, long-term care insurance, long-term care coverage uh, is not there to protect your health. It's there to protect your wealth. Because that expense has to come out. And Medicaid will pay for it, but you got to be broke first. So, you know, Preparing for long-term care, whether it's uh, being creative with a trust and transferring assets out of uh, your name um, within the time period that uh, they can't go back. They call it a look back. It's five-year look back where they could say, oh, well, you transferred assets uh, out of your name two or three years ago. So we still have access to that if Medicaid is flipping the bill for long-term care. I'm not an attorney. I had to put that 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 out there, but uh, that's kind of the general understanding of how that sort of thing works. So the alternative is either paying out of pocket and depleting your estate, or selling the house, or you know, if you're married, spouse gets to live in the house until they pass, but then um, the house is still up for grabs. So. In order to mitigate against that, we have to have some kind of coverage, some kind of insurance uh, to transfer uh, that risk. And last segment, we talked about how a long-term, how a life insurance with a long-term care writer or chronic illness writer can really help mitigate against that without having to pay for insurance that you may never use. That's one of the biggest fears for people when they think about traditional long-term care insurance. Number one, it's super expensive if you're over 60 years old. There's not many policies out there that protect you from rising premiums. So many times people now are are canceling long-term care insurance policies because they just can't afford the premiums anymore. But then there's that that just dread of like, I don't want to pay for insurance that I don't know if I'll ever use. You know, maybe you have the mindset, well, my parents were both healthy. They were fine. They never needed any kind of long-term care. But that goes back to the old adage we learn from previous generations of how to do things. And then all of a sudden there's a shift and everybody's like left like, whoa, what do I do? We don't know what to do. We have a whole generation of people now that are retiring and aging yet haven't planned for this type of situation. So there's going to be a lot of wealth destruction as a result, household wealth destruction as a result of having to liquidate IRAs and 401ks and savings accounts in order to pay for these astronomical, uh, potentially astronomical bills. Again, long-term care costs for a full-time nursing, skilled nursing facility is north of $100,000. So here's how this conversation works if you're married. And you don't have any kind of coverage or haven't put any plans into place. It's a loving but sad conversation. So here's how it goes. Look, 
I know I have to go into this. I feel really bad. I don't want to go. I don't want to have to have this be a financial burden on you. I want you to find the cheapest, stinkiest place. I don't care. I just want you to be able to live out your life uh, without me being a burden. And then the spouse says, no, 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 that's not how it's going to work. I'm going to sell the house and move into a small apartment. I'm going to eat ramen noodles every day. For the rest of my- I don't care what it takes. We're going to buy you the most expensive, best, you know, care facility that we could possibly find because I want you to be comfortable. So it's a very loving conversation on both sides, but it's very sad because there's really no, there, there's really no solution. <clears throat> and that's because there was a failure to uh, plan for that situation, you know. And a, and a failing, you know, failing to plan um, <clears throat> is a plan to fail. And just ignoring it is something that we can't do either. So that's why I really am harping on look at other alternative solutions, whether it's looking at, um, you know, uh, a creative trust type of situation to transfer some assets and so forth, uh, uh, or whether it's taking a look at this type of policy, a long-term uh, life insurance policy with a long-term care writer. And I want to review how this works again, if you're just joining us in a second segment. And basically, it's a permanent life insurance policy. You pay a premium, you pay it monthly, annually, or you can pay it all up front if you have some money maybe sitting around that you know you're probably not going to really touch or, or need access right away. Uh, you can pay it up. Of course, the more you pay up front, the cheaper the insurance is over the long haul. Um, so that's why you take a look at doing that. But you, you pay for this insurance as long as the premiums are paid uh, throughout your life. Uh, one of two things is going to happen. If you need long-term care, you can use the death benefit of the policy for long-term care. So let's say it's a $250,000 policy, and all of a sudden you find that you can't meet two of the, da- uh, uh, the six daily living activities. Uh, maybe you need help dressing, or maybe you need help bathing, or different things like that, transferring from one room to another, and the like. You can actually use... Uh, a portion or even all of that $250,000 for that long-term care. But let's suppose that you never need it. Or let's suppose you only use a little bit of it. Let's say maybe you only use thirty dollars or $40,000 of it. Whatever is left over, or if you haven't used any of it, when you pass, that $250,000 would go to your estate and uh, in tax-free. So it's not like you're throwing premiums away. It's actually still going to your estate for the people that you love, whether it be your spouse, whether it be your children, so on and so forth. There's even policies out there where you can make one lump sum premium deposit. It pays the policy up completely for your whole life. And let's say that there's an event for whatever reason you decide you don't want that policy anymore and you want that money that you paid into that policy, you can actually just get what's called a return on premium and you can take that money right back out. No questions asked. It cancels a policy and you get your money out. So I call it live, die or quit, right? So I can live, use uh, the the money for long-term care if I need it. I can die and that uh, $250,000, $500,000, whatever the amount is, goes to my estate tax-free, or I can quit. I can take all my money out, no questions asked. If you look at interest rates today and dormant money sitting in CDs and money markets, that could be actually a great alternative for money that's just sitting on the sidelines for you to be able to transfer that risk of long-term care and still have access to your money if if you actually needed it or wanted it for whatever reason. 
Just like every week, we're running out of time. Next week, we're going to talk more about life insurance. Believe it or not, there actually is more to talk about it. And uh, I hope you tune in every single Thursday right here at 10.30 a.m. right here on Waxy Radio. Uh, We'll talk to you. Make sure you protect that money, folks. But most importantly, make sure you know who and what you're protecting them from. I'm Danny House. Go to eastcoasttaxandfinancial.com. Talk to you soon.